This is Ryan. And this is Matthew. And you're listening to Social Distancing on 108.9 WMRS. Welcome back to WMRS. This is Matthew here, and also Ryan is over here too. Episode 23, 108.9 WMRS. This is my friend Ryan. Ryan and I have been friends for nearly two decades, going all the way back to fifth grade. Can you give a little bit of history to uh, our relationship, kind of how we first became friends and a little bit of if you've got some terribly embarrassing stories other than this radio uh, story? Oh, I've probably, (laughs) I have a a long list of, of embarrassing stories. I think you and I, you know, we went to a very small school where you pretty much knew everyone. And, you know, we had gone to the same school since kindergarten, but we really didn't become friends until I think it was around the fifth grade. But I mean, that's simply because we didn't have any classes together. We didn't have any of the same teachers all through elementary school. We knew who each other were. We might have had a PE class together, maybe, but... Yeah, you knew who people were, but you weren't really friends with them unless they were in your class because they kept everyone so segregated, I feel like. So it was fifth grade. I My memory is that we started to become friends after they decided they were going to build new playground equipment on the playground. And so they kicked us off the playground at recess because we were the older kids out there. We were fifth graders. And they sent us to the old softball field, dumped a bucket of balls on the ground, like kickballs (laughs) and everything, and said, all right, kids, like entertain yourselves. And I feel like that's when we started to become friends because we started forming these big groups to play kickball or or tag or flag football. Well, I guess it'd be two-hand touch football. And that, that is really when we started to become friends. And then sixth grade is when we got really close because we started having all the same classes together because we were in band and we got stuck in the A's. Those were the band kids. And really, I mean, that's, uh, we kind of stuck together ever since that. In the sixth grade, me and Ryan, as well as a couple of other buddies, started a band we called the Golden Spleens. Now, we never actually played music together or wrote any songs, but this charade of a band ended up being a pretty major part of our budding friendship. And I feel like you and I were both creative people. Yeah. And that was our, you know, before sixth grade, it was, everything was sports, right? But once we were able to, once we had a creative outlet, you know, we, the sky was the limit at that point. I mean, we had our little fake band for a while. Eventually we had a real band yeah. You know, we we could say the Golden Spleens were the the inspiration for that. And you know, we we did the radio station, we we would make movies. Uh I feel like that was what brought us together. We probably didn't realize how much we had in common up until that. Yeah. Point. Tell me what you remember about starting this radio station. So the idea for the radio station came from my habit of every night sitting in my room with my tape player waiting for songs to come on the radio so I could record them on a blank cassette because I didn't have a CD player when I was a kid all I had was this dual cassette karaoke machine with an FM tuner 
that I had received for Christmas one year. And I quickly learned how to record songs off the radio on the tapes. And I would sit there and, and do that for hours. I would wait for my favorite songs to come on and I would record them. Well, I also learned that, oh, hey, you can record your voice as well because it's a karaoke machine. It came with microphones. Yeah. And you were at my house staying the night one night and we were trying to think of stuff to do. And it's like, well, I normally just sit here and listen to the radio and record <laughs> songs. Hey, why don't we just make our own radio station? And you had, I don't know why you brought, oh, I if I remember right, I had just received my sister's old boombox that had a, a CD player. It was my first CD player I ever had. So it was a oh, boombox wow, okay. with, you know, the CD player and the tape and, you know, the radio. Because uh, she had gotten the fancy, you know, like six-disc CD changer. So you brought over your dad's collection of CDs. Yeah. Because you specifically brought them, and you wouldn't have brought them... You know, if I hadn't had that CD player yet. And so, yeah, that's where we came up with the idea. We were bored and we're like, well, let's make our own radio station. This will be fun. And so this was, I was doing the math on this. We were in seventh grade. So this would have been 17 years ago in 2003. And this was like the spring of our seventh grade year. Does that sound right? That was, yeah, that's right. And so March of 2003, we have this crazy, wonderful idea that we should make a radio station. One of the things that stuck out to me was like, why did we choose that name? And I don't know, this probably just shows you how nerdy we were, but we knew that radio stations had to start with a W, right? The general rule of thumb is east of the Mississippi, W, west of the Mississippi, K. And yes. so we are, or were east of the Mississippi, so it was W. And of course, all the radio stations we listened to started with W. Yes, yes. And so we had the W. That was easy. And then we had WMRS, which as far as I can put together was Matthew and Ryan's station. That's as far as I could get with the call so sign. So that's actually not what it was. You're oh, close. No. You're really close. What it was <laughs> was... So Matthew's middle name and my first name are the same. It's Ryan. So it was Matthew Ryan Sisk. It was a combination of our two names. But I was <laughs> thinking about this the other day. Why didn't I use my middle name since you used your middle name? Oh, sure. And it would have been Matthew Ryan Douglas. But, you know... Uh, we weren't as we're that awful then. We were 13. All I could remember, I couldn't remember what was on the tape. All I could remember was the fun that we had had making it. And so in my mind, it was the greatest tape ever. I hadn't listened to it in 17 years. And I think my comment to you was, well, I remembered it being awesome. So I'm excited to send you like this awesome tape of us. And I was probably 15 seconds into listening to the tape when I finally found it. And I was like, oh my god, this is just bad. This is terrible. <laughs> we are not as funny as we thought we were, but we were having a heck of a time, and you know that that's what I remembered. So for the remainder of this episode, you'll be hearing clips from that radio station all the way back from 2003. Enjoy. Okay, let's, can we first talk about... <laughs> 
Okay, so let's give a little context here. Uh, first of all, when I listened to this, I two things stuck out to me immediately. One, I had no idea that I talked that high at age 13. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. I mean, we, we were on the cusp of... Yeah, you know. I... I I was a I was a pretty late bloomer. I didn't really hit puberty until about sixteen or seventeen. I actually grew in college, like two inches in college. So I was pretty late to like hitting puberty. I didn't realize I was quite that late to it. <laughs> so that stuck out to me. Uh, secondly, I have a little bit of a hard time distinguishing which one is you and which one is me. Did you have that difficulty? I don't know if you remember, but that was pretty that was a pretty common topic that came up a lot when we were kids oh i don't remember that but i can see why now i mean well and when we did this yeah we sounded similar i i had a little trouble sometimes figuring out who was who honestly the only times that i can tell us apart really well is because well first of all i normally refer to myself as matthew so that typically helps but other than that i can't really tell us apart you had Every a time. little bit more of a twang than I did. Yes, I was going to say, I also noticed that as well, that in listening to this, I realized I was a little bit more country than I than I remember. And I grew out of it, not of any like self-awareness. It was really just, I think, just growing up, I stopped talking quite as country. This first thing is a commercial for Walmart. I think this was you. It yeah, I was the I did the impressions, the voices. I yeah. I apparently thought I was good at it. <laughs> okay, so this is this is Ryan for some reason doing a Walmart commercial. Which seventeen years later, who would have ever thought I would be twenty minutes from the headquarters, living twenty minutes away from the headquarters of Walmart? But here we are. Oh my gosh! Here at Walmart. I can find all the latest clothes I need. Wow, they have all kinds of cool stuff and shoes for all different occasions. And everybody in my family likes it. I can get all the video games and CDs I want. Walmart, always low prices, always. So I just, I want to say I miss my calling as a spokesperson for Walmart. That wasn't even my real voice. That was 13-year-old Ryan trying to do a kid's voice, and I nailed it. That's probably the only good thing that came out of that that old radio station. Your kid's impersonation while you were a kid. (laughs) I could, you know, know, tell me to go three years younger. You know, I'd do it. I definitely thought you were I definitely thought you were uh 10 in this. So, mission accomplished. Okay, what's what's next on here? Yo man, you like watching sports? Well, turn to DirecTV. They got all the sports channels you want. The Lakers, the Mavericks, the Kings, everybody. And don't forget your MLB seasons. Season passes all the way through. Never miss a game. Your favorite home teams will be on every night. Remember, turn in to channel 277 for more details. So I was actually trying to be someone there, and I try. I looked it up. I tried to Google it. Who was the Directv spokesperson in two thousand three? And I couldn't figure it out. 
Because we didn't write that. I mean, we stole no, that no directly way. from DirecTV. Hundred percent. I thought it was funny that all of the sports, all of the sports teams that you referenced there were basketball teams, but we didn't really watch a ton of basketball then. I was deep into NBA Live 2000 at this point. <laughs> I Who was, was still on the cover? The 64. I mean, I think the PS2 had come out, but I was still in 64 all the way, and so that's probably. You know where that came from. Oh my gosh. Direct TV. Okay. This next one uh, is is me because we'll, we'll, you'll know why. Do you like sports? Well, I do. That's why I made this sports store. More sports. We have equipment and apparel all the way from basketball to rugby. So come and see us on 422 East Lincoln Avenue in Evansville, Indiana. Most bookstore, we're the only place with an indoor basketball court. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there's so many things to pick apart right there. Do you, One, do you like sports? Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was a salesman from day one. <laughs> do you like sports? Because I do. Um, one, the creativity of this name, Moore's Sports Store. Uh, I've, I'm pretty confident what had happened was when we were in like sixth or seventh grade, this is about the time we started playing sports together. I remember around this time, they had built the very first Dick Sporting Goods in Evansville. Now, growing up, I didn't realize that Dick's Sporting Goods was a chain. I didn't realize that, like, chains were a thing, really, because I had never been outside of, you know, like, Evansville, Indiana. That was, like, the biggest town I'd ever been to. And so I remember going to Dick's Sporting Goods, and they had a, like, miniature track around their shoe department. And I was like... That's brilliant because you can like try on your shoes and actually like run around to make sure that they're the right kind of things. And I thought, well, we don't have track. Track's dumb. Like, why would you need a track? What you really need is a basketball court. (laughs) Because to me, I thought, what what better thing to put inside a sporting goods store than a basketball court? And not just not none of that half court bullshit. We needed a real full length basketball court in our sporting goods store. But the problem that I have with this, some seventeen years later, is your vision. It's a great vision. I mean, that's there's no doubt about it. That was a great idea, but that doesn't really come across in the commercial because the the jingle is the only place. <laughs> With an indoor basketball court. Now, I I don't know about you, but since that time, I have seen many a basketball court. Most of them are indoors. (laughs) That was not not an innovation at all. (laughs) You need to go back to your your advertising agency and... uh, have them double check that one. I tell you what, though, and you could you could back me up on this. Ever since I heard that jingle, it has been implanted so deeply in my head that I catch myself wandering around the house, going, 
Mostal. <laughs> I was doing this like weird, like like Hank Williams like yodel <laughs> thing. <laughs> and and I, I leaned into it so hard. <laughs> and uh yeah, I, I really missed the mark by saying <laughs> the only place with the indoor basketball court because that's literally every gymnasium ever also the address yes i had to google that i google mapped it i did too it's it's nothing it's It's nothing like close to downtown evansville sports hour with ryan and matthew welcome back to wmrs this is matthew here and also Ryan is over here too. Now we're going to talk about the high school basketball Hawks. I'm not going to play oh, much. It's, in the it's, it's a terrible highlight. <laughs> it's awful. It's, it's a bad highlight. You do you do have to play your summary of the volleyball girls season. Oh gosh, you yes. have to play that. Now we're going to talk about the junior high volleyball. Now we've had many requests to talk about them, so we decided we were going to on our local sports part of the show. With our volleyball team this year, we had a very good team. I witnessed several games, and they were—they all played very well together, and they all didn't argue like most teams do. So I thought that was a good part of the game. It's not always the winning part. It's always the team part. If you have a good team together, I think that's a very important role. Very inspiring words from young Matthew. They didn't argue. They played as a team and i really think uh, that was your nice way of saying they weren't quite that good but they sure as hell had a good attitude <laughs> it also probably shows how little i knew about volleyball i had no idea they they hit it and then the other team also hit it that was pretty cool huh i witnessed i witnessed several games <laughs> oh my gosh um, very insightful. One of the things that I take away from this, and I don't know if you notice this, I probably notice it more because I edit audio all the time and I notice people's hitches or their ticks when they talk. We didn't really have any of those from what I could tell. We were fairly straightforward. We didn't have a lot of uhs or ums. We basically just talked and we knew exactly what we were going to say. Now, did we have a script or did we have any sort of like notes that we kept? I, I wondered about that too, especially when it came to the commercials, because I mean, those went I like, how did I read that whole direct TV thing or recite that whole thing without having it written down? I think honestly for those, I think I just watched too much TV. Welcome back to WMRS. Our special requests are coming up right now with Puddle of Mud then later on Creed. <laughs> so, I don't know if you remember. <clears throat> so, She Hates Me by Puddle of Mud had just come out. Yes. And it was a super popular song. And, of course, we all thought it was awesome because it had the F word in it. Yes. You know, and it was very rare that songs played on the radio where there was a noticeable F bomb. Yeah. And your dad had bought that CD. And yes. as soon as we, you know, saw that in there, we're like, we have to play this song <laughs> uncensored. We are going to be the cool radio station who doesn't bleep out. Abide by the FCC yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what that was. So, yeah, I can remember thinking we were so cool 
playing the real version. That was probably the first time I'd actually ever heard the real version. <laughs> and I can remember when after we recorded this, my mom was taking you home the next day and we wanted to show her the radio station. Oh, and God. I was so scared that we were going to play that song <laughs> with the F word in it. And so like, I just, I like quickly fast forward it through. I'm like, mom, you don't want to listen to this part. This is really boring. Let's like fast forward. She's like, no, no, like, I, we'll listen to it. And I'm like, no, I, we're going to, we're going to move through this part. We messed up on this part. Like it's no good. I was so scared. She was going to know that we recorded the song with the F bomb in it. Well, speaking of messing up for the most part, there's not, a ton of like flubs there's not a ton of errors really i don't know if we were just too naive to really think about that part of it uh but i know that when i record now i constantly flub i constantly have to go back and fix and as far as i could tell listening through it there wasn't a ton of like stammering or like getting twisted on her words uh and i thought that that was really funny and interesting too I think it's probably because we just didn't care. We were just having yeah. fun, you know. It was just for us. Yeah. And so we just, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we just said what came to our minds. Social distancing on one hundred eight point nine WMRS is brought to you by these sponsors. More sports tour. More sports tour. Got everything you want and everything you need. We don't have it. They probably don't make it. Biggie, 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 biggie. More sports tour. 422 East Avenue, Evansville, Indiana. The only place with an indoor basketball court. <laughs> oh, do you remember how that came about? No, I I can I can picture how I did it because we had like a sleeping bag, right? So it was my parents had decided to go to bed, and my bedroom shared a wall with their bedroom. Yes. And so they said we had to keep it down because we'd just been having a great time making this radio station up to this point. <laughs> so we decided to put a blanket. It might have been your sleep. Yeah, it was your sleeping bag. We decided yeah. to put your sleeping bag over us at, to act as you know, a soundproofing so we could keep recording. And I remember rubbing the microphone against it, I think by accident. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And so then, like, I just started rubbing the microphone against that sleeping bag. I was like, that sounds like, you know, a DJ scratching a record. And thus the next idea for a more sports store commercial was born. My, my favorite line from that is, if we don't have it, you probably don't need it. No, don't make it. If we don't have it, they probably oh, don't make it. That's what. It, yeah. yeah. If, if <laughs> that's a genius line, right? That's that's advertising at its finest. That makes up. That makes up for my first commercial. <laughs> oh my gosh! Now we will go on to special request, Ryan. Our first special request is from a boy named Matthew from Gallatin County to a girl named Nicole in Gallatin County. He says. Even though this past week has been kind of a drag, he hopes you can make it up in the end. And here is Avril Lavigne. I have a lot to say about, about this. Well, first of all, I was channeling Casey Kasem, and I yes. think I did a good job. You know, no, you did no great. Hate, 
you know, can can touch Casey Kasem, but that that's what I was going for right there. Did you really think that this was going to work? So, I guess backstory, <laughs> Matthew and his girlfriend Nicole had just broken up. It was fresh and his heart was broken. It really was. And you know, this idea came about, well, you should request a song for her on our fake radio station, <laughs> play it for her, and it will just melt her heart and she will come running back to you. You know, was this actually going to work? Did you think that playing this song for her was going to win her heart back? It's a great song. Yeah, it's from her first one, her first album, Let Go, Tomorrow. I mean, it's a great song. I don't remember that. I'll, I'll go back and listen to that. I don't remember. I don't vividly remember that song. And I usually, with music, I think you're you're the same way. Like, if I hear a song once, I kind of remember where I was when I... It, like, takes me back to a place. I wouldn't have recalled it unless, you know, it popped up when I was re-listening to this tape. And I was like, man, that's... I probably didn't appreciate it at the time, but I'm like, this is actually yeah. a really good song. So, for the last week... I've actually been listening to Avril Lavigne's album "Let Go." <laughs> I only remember like those two songs. I only remember "Skater Boy" and "I'm With You." Complicated. Okay, I remember "Complicated." I remember three songs, I guess. Now, if you've had a really bad day, we can make it all better. Just listen to this song, and you know how it feels. Wow, isn't that just a great song for everybody who has a bad day? But for the people in the war, they have a bad day every day. I want to give a little bit of context <laughs> to this before before I play the tape. I'll go back just a little bit. In 2001, so in sixth grade, we're in the same room when this happens. Uh, this is before Mr. Vale came to be our band director, and they didn't have anyone to replace him. So we were staying in study hall during this time. And I remember walking into the classroom, and I forget the name of the teacher who who did study hall. Mr. Wenzel. Yeah, Mr. Wenzel. And we walk into the room, and he's just like staring at the television. And we hardly ever watched TV in classes at this time. If we were going to watch TV, it was one of those like old school tube TVs with the strap you know, attached to it and they like drug it into the classroom. So this TV that was like on the wall was very, very rarely used. And it was strange that the TV was on and he's just like staring at the TV, not acknowledging anyone walking into the class. And we all like take a seat and we all look at the TV too. And we're just like, what is happening? The first tower had fallen, I'm pretty sure. And we watched the second tower get hit like in the classroom, we're sitting in the classroom and we watch it happen on live television. And that was the most like shocking thing I had ever seen on live TV in my life. And I had no frame of reference whatsoever. I had never left like an hour and a half radius of Omaha, Illinois. And so I had no way of contextualizing like how big of a deal this was. But I knew that like even in sixth grade, I knew that like this was a big deal. You know, shortly thereafter, President at the time, George Bush, goes on to say, we're going to send troops to Iraq and Afghanistan. I really didn't know anything about politics then. I I knew that George Bush was the president, and I really don't remember 
much else besides that, politically speaking. It's really funny to me, and I would have never pinned either of us for talking about this, but we decided it was smart to talk about the war in Iraq. And I love how we kind of like skirted around it. The thing that stood out to me was the comment. Uh, I, I think it was I the one. I think I was the one talking or that introduced the the section about the war, and the comment was, you know, we were talking about the troops and how they probably missed their home and everything, and but it's not like they didn't want to be there, be at the war because they volunteered. It's like, no, you know, understanding now how that works, a lot of people don't sign up for the military with the intention to go to war they it, yeah. they sign up with the understanding that it's a possibility but i'm sure that they would have much rather been at home than been over there and that that's just kind of highlights our naivete we're taking some calls to see how people feel our first caller is mark tapushka mark how do you feel on the war i think that it's a very good idea because we've given Saddam Hussein plenty of time to get rid of those uh, 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 bombs. And uh, yeah, that's my feelings. And I think it's about time we went to war. Yeah, uh, a lot of people agree with that. Uh, we'll turn it over to Matt. I think he's getting a call coming in. Yes, I have a call from Irvana. Greg Zonsky, Irvana, do you uh, have a comment to talk about? Sure, dude. I do have a comment, man. I just don't think y'all people should be, like, going, man. I'm all for President Bush, but I'm, like, not. And, and he's just, like, totally not right. I mean, why should anybody have to go over there, you know? But you know, Irvana, that uh, they choose to uh, join the the... Uh, military, so it's it was their idea. It's not like they were forced. Yeah, I still dude. I think they should protest and stuff though. Alright, yeah. Later, dude. Peace out. And that was Irvana Gregvonsky. And now we're going to play a little bit of Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama. And here's Ryan. It's This song is for all the people over there and more wishing they were home. I do appreciate that we offered competing perspectives on the war. We were at least uh, we're trying to get both sides of the story. Yeah, you know, (laughs) not bad, not bad at all. Uh, That this conversation reminded me, you know, just thinking about kind of our perspective on the military and that you know these you know men and women over there were trained killing machines because they chose to be right. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite bands uh, is the Turnpike Troubadours, and on their second album, there's a song called "Southeastern Sun," and it's it's about this kid that he signed up to be in the guard, the National Guard, because he had no nothing else to do after high school. And there are a couple of lines in there that just kind of really stuck with me. It's kind of a if you listen to the song, it's it's a really upbeat song. And you don't really think much about the content of it. You know, the content doesn't really match the vibe of the song. But, you know, 
one of the early lines in the song is, well, the sawmill ain't hiring, so tell me where do I sign? Hmm. And that was just, you know, kind of a a very, you know, powerful line to me because it's like how many people are in that situation? How many people do we know who yeah, did do that? Yeah, exactly. And, and a little later on in the song, you know, he says, tell mom not to worry if she's taking it hard. I never thought I'd see action when I joined the guard. And mm. I mean, that's exactly how a lot of these soldiers were in that situation. I mean, they were sending everyone. It's interesting to look back on it now and, and want to kind of school yourself <laughs> uh, 17 years after the fact. But you, you, you live and learn. You grow. You mature. Well, this will be our last song for the day. And we will end our day on uh, a good note here with a uh, variety song. We hope you like it. We'll see you later. <laughs> Was it really going to be our radio station if we didn't throw in a Weird Al polka compilation? <laughs> you know, I'll find little bits and pieces of things I've held on to through the years and I'll start flipping through it, whether it be a book or, you know, I'll watch a movie I hadn't seen in a long time. And I mean, I even busted out the N64 a couple years ago and nothing is ever as great as I remember it being, which is always kind of sad because it takes away that, that feeling I had of, you know, how I remembered it feeling doing these things. And so listening to this tape, that's kind of how I felt at first. But the more I listened to it, the more it's like, no, like this was, we were having a good time. And when you really stop and think about like how creative, you know, it actually was and, you know, what we were trying to do and, you know, the voices we were doing and the commercials and everything that was, it was a lot of fun. And it's, I appreciate it a lot more now than, you know, being embarrassed about it, you know, the first time I listened to it again. What word of advice do you have to kids who are living in Gallatin County right now and feel like you and I did when we were that age, that like you liked it there, but you knew that it probably wasn't going to be your forever home? What words of advice do you have? You know, chase your passions. Don't be afraid to chase your passions. You know, there's there's more out there than just what you're living in in the moment uh, I always thought I would stay in Gallatin County because that's what I knew, and I liked it there, and I liked the people there. But there's just there's just more there. And I think about Mrs. Bean's class, English class, and all the creative stuff we did there. And I think about Mr. Abel and his classes and like how he, you know, really fostered our creativity. And I look at, you know, a lot of things that the kids in Gallatin County are doing now, which is way more advanced than what we were doing when we were that age. You know, we thought we were awesome making these movies and edit, you know, editing them on the computer and all this and that. Well, that stuff is more readily available now. And these kids are making like awesome stuff. And there's like so much creativity coming out of that school. And it's like somebody 
coming out of there has to follow that and really make a name for themselves and make something for themselves. But you just have to have that like no fear attitude. Like I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go do what I want to do. And I'm going to, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and get it done. And that's, that's one thing I think about, you know, where we grew up is some people are just afraid to leave it and some people don't want to leave it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think a lot of people probably wish they had left it and, you know, tried something new. So that would be my advice. If you have an extra minute, it would really mean a lot to me if you shared this podcast with your friends on social media. My hope with this show is that I can bring just a little bit of joy and inspiration to the world. And if you've experienced that yourself, I hope you'll let people know. And don't forget to rate and review this on Apple Podcasts. Those sorts of things really do help people find the show. Thanks for listening. We'll have a new episode up on Wednesday.